Hello and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace. And I am recording this intro having just finished the conversation with today's guests. And I am so lit up by the authenticity, the realness, the juiciness in it. It was just one of those conversations where you're like, thank God this was being recorded (laughs) because it was also like a powerful catch up conversation with a woman that I love spending time with. So today's guest is Alexandria Maria. Um, We co-hosted an event in LA well over a year ago now, and we have both birthed babies in the meantime. And so this was a conversation really focused on what that transition looks like for us in our lives in this season, what it looks like for us as women, what it looks like for us as business women, what it looks like for us as entrepreneurs, as coaches, and just so much juiciness and depth around that. Um, we talk about leadership. We talk about how what is in alignment with us in our lives now. We talk about what wealth means to us. We get really honest and real and vulnerable about what lights us up now versus what doesn't light us up, about the feminist movement, just all of these different things. Um, so I'm excited for you to maybe grab a cup of tea or, or listen to us as you maybe move through your day. I hope that you feel inspired and that this supports you in really deepening with your truth and what feels authentic for you in this, in whatever season of life you are in at this moment in time. So for those of you who don't already know who the beautiful Alex is, she's a powerhouse business and manifestation coach, and she helps high level leaders and trailblazers unlock their limitless potential. Uh, She has a track record of transforming from six figure years to six figure months and even six figure weeks. Um, She also hosts really beautiful, powerful retreats. She has some coming up. Um, She used to live in the UK. She now is raising her family in Texas in the US. And you'll learn a lot more about her in this podcast episode. And you'll obviously learn at the end of the conversation where you can go and find out more about her. So I'm just going to dive into this conversation so you can join us in the juiciness. Okay, real talk. My amazing guest, Alexandria, and I have already been talking for 30 minutes prior to even hitting record on this podcast episode because it's a wonderful excuse for me to catch up with a dear friend who's been through so many life transitions in the last however many months, as have I. So there's going to be a juicy conversation to follow, I think. <laughs> and just before this, like complete transparency, Alan was like, so what What of what we've just spoken about can we actually talk about? And I was like, I'm open booking it. So <laughs> we are literally letting you in to the real juice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like pull up a cup of tea, come join the table. <laughs> <laughs> or a uh, coffee if you're a mom or a matcha. You might need the caffeine. Who knows? Yeah. 
For sure. I, I drink more cups of tea now that I'm a mom actually than coffee. I don't know. Like Ew. weirdly enough, coffee didn't become a thing for me in motherhood. It's matcha and tea. <laughs> I mean, do you know, I actually can't hack caffeine from coffee. So it has to be matcha mm-hmm. for me or a decaf coffee. And I try and like trick my brain that it's like waking me up. So same, same. same. <laughs> I quit caffeine right before I got pregnant and I was drinking like three cups of coffee a day, like prior to quitting caffeine. I mean, it was real. Anyone that knows me would like you don't talk to Helen until she's had a cup of coffee. So I, I completely detoxed from that, which was amazing. Um, but I love the ritual of it. So I've not really let myself go back to coffee. I'm really sensitive to it now. So I just, I love making my chai lattes, my matcha, my cup of tea, or this is my little hack. If you go to Starbucks, sometimes I just need to get out of the house, go to Starbucks for coffee, come home. You ask for a half calf. So they'll make it half caffeine and half decaf. And it's just when you need that pick me up and it it hits the spot. (laughs) I am so, right. I am so, I literally, something's going on. I had this exact conversation with my nanny earlier because I was saying (laughs) when I was in London, I had to start to dip into caffeine again. And I was Mm -hmm. having a half calf from Blank Street. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. Except I go to the counter and be like, can I have a half calf iced latte? And they were like, a half calf? And I was like, sorry, one shot caffeine, one shot non-calf, like, like, it's, yeah, it's it's like a little a little zhuzh without yeah. like sending you tipping you over the edge and you're having an anxiety attack. It's great, exactly, and that's that's the edge I am not willing to go towards. So, and if you go to Starbucks and you say it, like they get what you're saying, like half calf is a thing there. But if I go somewhere else, I just say how many shots are in your whatever small latte. They'll tell me always it's two. I'll be like, give me half of it. <laughs> Perfect. I love this. I'm so on the half cap vibes. Yeah. Talk about real talk. Like this is how we're starting our conversation. (laughs) Let's go back because Mm -hmm. the reason I was, you know, one of the big reasons that I really wanted to have you on the podcast at this time is because we've both been through life transitions as we've become mothers. And I don't know, it's really interesting because I always get this voice in the back of my head when I lead into this part of the conversation and that you know, you hear these things like, well, you don't ask men how they transitioned into fatherhood or you don't know, like, you know, don't focus on that. But the thing is, it's real. Like it's a massive transition. It's an identity shift and you do have to prepare for it. And there's so many nuances involved and it changes you as a person and it changes how you want to do business. And I'm open to being real about that. And I know you are too. So I want to have that conversation basically with you, if that's okay. (laughs) I mean, I would, I'm so here for this. And also just on that, I definitely think it's a transition for men as well. Like, let's not deny it. Like Jake, God bless him. Like he's up in the night with me sometimes. He's like, you know, he's gone through, he has less time. He wants to prioritize Leo. Like it's definitely been a transition for both of us. But at the same time, I've been dumped in a body that is like a stone, a stone and a half heavier. I've lost all my muscle mass. I, I, my hormones are like a freaking roller coaster for months at a time. I'm breastfeeding, so I'm still feeling all those hormones in like good ways and bad ways. My hair's fallen out. Like, you know, there's just a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. on a three hour countdown always because I'm breastfeeding of like when the next feed is. It's just, it's just different. It's just yeah. very different. Yeah, it is. And, and it's not to scare anyone into being like, it's, crazy and it's not doable and all of those things it's actually just to be like 
let's honor this place. Let's honor the realness of this place. Let's not hide from the fact that it is different. And it's okay if your life and your business don't look the same because you're not the same. You know, we were just talking about that. A hundred percent. And I just have to talk about that thing that you just said about not being off-putting because I do remember hearing mums before I had a baby and I was like, why would you do this? Like it, they, the way that they talk about it sometimes, I was like, oh my God, it just sounds so terrible. So just to give balance to what I just said, it's also the best experience of my entire life. Yeah, like, I like the most incredible experience, like insane. And you know, as you were saying, like things are different. And we started to touch on this on our personal conversation earlier, things are different, but I truly, truly believe it's because it strips away layers that weren't authentic and true to you. And it actually is like a real refining in a, in a positive way. It's just, as you know, when you're in the middle of those lessons, it doesn't always feel like the funnest place to be. Yeah. You just put that so eloquently. Thank you for summing up my life (laughs) over the last almost 12 months. (laughs) Even actually before that, because I went, I know I was going through a shift in this, even being pregnant, like not to get too woo-woo about it, but like I could feel my daughter's energy. I could feel her saying, this isn't aligned or this is aligned or my body would tell me like, uh -uh, I don't want this. This isn't where I'm going. This isn't what I need in my life right now. So you're right. It does. It peels back the layers or I think there's a deepening. There's just a deepening of what is actually authentic and true to you. And it requires you, if you're willing to listen, it requires you to get really clued in on what your values are Mm -hmm. because you suddenly have this being that you love more than any words can describe and they become a priority and your family life becomes a priority. And also you want to be true to yourself for them because you don't want them to witness you out of alignment or not in, you know, not in that energy space. So it's just a very, it's very much a deepening. <laughs> I love that. I love that way of putting it a deepening and it hundred percent is. And I love what you said there as well about that. Um, sorry. I'm just had something classic mom. It's like, I swear I've got slight ADHD since I had a baby. Something popped up and I was like, I cannot have things pop up when I'm talking. Mm. This needs to go down. <laughs> um, but I love what you said then as well about like, it, it's the kind of the layers, it's that element. It's not the kind of, um, I just don't want it to come across as a scary shift. I think it's, no. there's something really beautiful about it. And yeah. if you lean into it more, the more beautiful it becomes. Yeah, absolutely. And like my life actually has more abundance in it right now. Yeah. Business might look different and yeah, I'm still figuring out what is truthful for me and what is an alignment for me in this new season in my life. But you know, yeah, I have puke on my top most of the time or food. We're going through that phase or, you know, life is busy. It's Mm -hmm. a complete shift, but it's abundance. Like I look at it that Mm -hmm. way. I'm like, Oh my God, like how full life is, how full our family life is, how rich our family life is and how actually tangent, how much more aware I am of what real abundance really is. I don't Mm. know if you felt this, but that is also you, people may have noticed this in my shift in what I'm talking about online as well. On another deeper level is just like my daily walks with my baby in the stroller, like that's richness. Like 
closing out the day watching the sunset as a family like that's richness like hair pulled back in a bun foods everywhere but we're laughing and we're giggling like that's abundance yes my idea of what wealth is has transformed even more even though it was never really all about the money i really mean that and yes i'm a money mindset coach but I just don't feel lit up about that anymore. Like the champagne popping and the fast car drive. I don't care. I don't care what car I drive, you know, like it just, health, happiness, those things are wealth for me now. I don't know if you've experienced that, but that has been the biggest shift for me. Oh my God. I want, I kept wanting to be like, amen, but then I don't want to lose the flow because I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like I so feel you on this. I feel you on this. Like the family walks, uh, everything mm-hmm. like those moments where Leo was laughing I'm like this is incredible and I do think it is a massive awakening in many ways like you realize I had a moment and I and this was a fairly recent moment like I'm bringing my full scrambled eggs this conversation and I was looking in my cupboard and I'm a little bit I call myself like a bougie minimalist so what I mean by this is like don't expect to come in my house and it's like a, a nunnery, you know, like I have stuff, but I don't like having a lot of stuff. And the stuff I do have, I like it to be like the best for me. And what I mean by that is it might not be like the best, the best, the best, but like to me, that is the ultimate version of something that I love. But even earlier, I was like looking for this time blocking cube to put on my desk And I went on Amazon for like 25 minutes. I could have just picked the most basic like one straight away. But I was like, if that is going to sit on my desk, I want it to look nice. Anyway, all to to be said, I'm looking in my closet the other day and I'm like, I don't need things. Mm. Like, I just don't, like, there's only a certain level of fulfillment buying more things can ever bring you. I don't need more things. Like, I'm not craving more things what I'm craving is exactly what you just spoke about, the walks, the connection time, the weekends all together. And I, and I do think I'm, I'm with you on this train. Like it was never about the money for me, but like even more so than ever, it feels like there are just so many more important things than the, the financial element of it. Absolutely. And that's why my messaging has really become so much more about inner wealth Mm. and what that means for us. And I'd love to hear if this is something you've moved through or maybe something that you're experiencing is, you know, or maybe your clients are experiencing. It's like in the online space, it can be very noisy. And I think we can see a lot of aspirational goals that we feel we need to or should work towards, Mm. like the big I'm just going to use this as an example. There is no shade on anyone that wants to create this or has created this, but like how to make a hundred K in one month or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, yes to creating the wealth, but what I really want women to know is like, what is your why and what is your purpose behind that? Like, what mm-hmm. is the attachment to that? Mm. Is there is your soul in alignment with that? Or is it something that you feel you need to or should have because of X, Y, and Z? And for you to, as an individual, be really clear on what that is so that Mm -hmm. they're not waking up one day and thinking, I sacrificed that family walk or I sacrificed my weekends or I sat like, because Mm -hmm. of this goal that I think I should or need to have, like Mm -hmm. really defining what wealth actually truly is for you. And Mm -hmm. That's honestly the season of like shifting that I'm in and in, in, in as a businesswoman of like, 
how do I really explain that as somebody who has been a money mindset coach for five plus years? Yeah. But it's it's the truth. It's like the deepening has been the meaning. The deepening mm-hmm. has been the why. Is that something I, that you hear or feel? Yeah, no, I totally feel. I actually, we did a event on wealth last month and a lot of it was focused on this. Yes, we focused on all the money stuff, but it was so much focused on expanding the definition of wealth that we've traditionally given wealth, which has pretty much been money, you know, let's face it. So um, I was focusing on this and as I was going through some of my own personal lessons around wealth and money, one of the the stories that I pulled out was when I was working in the city, I was in my second year of my job. I got a 10K pay rise. I was on 40K a year. I thought I was balling, you know, however old I was, 25, 26. And I thought this was great. I then quit that job after my whole nervous breakdown, whole of the story. And I was getting paid 10, 15 pounds per hour to do Mm. promo jobs. And I felt wealthier being paid 10 to 15 pounds per hour than I did when I had the 40K a month, uh, 40K a year job Mm. because I had freedom, because I had time to go and focus on my side hustle that I wanted to be my main business. I had the ability to say yes and no to when I was working. So yes, there was hard work involved in it. There was a hell of a lot of hustle actually involved in it. And I was being paid a hell of a lot less. But the freedom that came with it was what really created wealth for me at that point in my life. And I think it's very easy in the early days of business to remember this. You've traded in your nine to five for the freedom of your own business. And you think, oh, you know, I don't care that I'm earning a bit less right now because I'm getting to do what I love and I'm getting to do this. And I think there's a trap that actually happens somewhere in the journey of success Mm. where we create a certain level of success and actually we forget those other elements of wealth and we become back to driving the business or realistically the business driving us. And I think we really have to zoom out. It's almost as if the success is the thing that that is the thing we have to be careful of. I think we actually have to zoom out when we've created a certain level of success and reassess and redefine what success and wealth means to us in order to continue on a path of alignment. Because it's so easy to get caught up in the, okay, well, you know, I've I've done it. We talk about 100K months, we talk about 100K weeks. But then there's a point of like, okay, but that's great. But do you actually enjoy your business anymore? Yeah. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy actually like fulfilling those programs afterwards? Because if you sell to me, you've got to fulfill it. Like, yeah. Do you enjoy the, the actual and like the the doing of that program afterwards? And I mm. think so much of that nuance of that conversation has been lost. Mm. And I think we are craving it back. That's why I think it's so important, particularly people like you who are money mindset, who have been talking about wealth, help people redefine it at these points in their life. Yeah, that is such a good way of putting it. I completely resonate with that. And what more of a redefinition or redefining than motherhood? <laughs> mm. <laughs> because it pulls into question what is real, what doesn't feel real, what feels good, what doesn't feel good. And and you're right. Like, you know, when I started my business, even though I was far off from being ready to have kids, I had just met the man that's now my husband. I'm trying to even remember if I was with him, but I knew I wanted it. It's always been a driving force to me. And so it's almost like a reality check that I have to remind myself of, of like, you're in this season now. Like you have everything that you prayed for. 
So Mm -hmm. stay true to that. Stay true to like working three days a week and loving being a mom the other two days and not needing to do overdo in those days or like stay true to really taking a maternity leave. Like it, it, it's like, I have to do it for that part of me that said this was what she wanted and this is what she created. Otherwise, like, what was the point? Mm. And I'm sharing that because I want whoever's listening to just remember like what their point is, like, and just bring that forward for themselves. But can we just talk about how fucking cool it is what you're doing as well? Like, <laughs> what? like you took a full maternity, like, you know, like your version of a full maternity yeah. leave in your business. You're working three days a week. Like, yeah. That's insane. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. I think we can lose sight of that as well. Just like how fucking cool that that's what you've created. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna make me emotional. (laughs) But you're but but truly, and I actually wrote a post on this today. I was like, the wealthiest thing in my business that I've ever experienced is not working for four months and being fully present on maternity leave and knowing that I gave that to myself. No, no government, no one, no checks coming in. Yeah, It was something that I had to create for myself and I created it alongside my husband and we we genuinely had a financial plan. We knew our numbers. We saved for that. It wasn't super complicated. Everyone can stop, you know, putting certain amounts aside for whatever that is for themselves. And I can't tell you the amount of relief that I felt in my body when I I remember the moment where I made the decision, I'm closing everything down. I'm pausing Mm -hmm. everything. Because a big part of me, that doer, that that hustler, that just side of me that loves to keep going, wanted to keep certain containers open. And it was meeting resistance. And it was like Mm -hmm. this full, just emotional release when I said everything is going on pause because I knew that nothing was more important or wealthier for me than just being a mama for four months. And like, I'm so glad I did that because I missed that time where you just, you were just, just in the diapers and just in the like season of that. Yeah, but also you were in full surrender and full trust, which I think is such yeah. feminine energy is yeah. so rarely get bought into business. Yeah, you know, surrender and trust, and how powerful to actually fully lean back and be like, I'm not working. Yeah. What was that season for you? Because it is a little bit different for you in Mm. that you didn't know you were going to get pregnant when you got pregnant. Like Mm. it happened sooner than you had necessarily planned for. Whereas, like, I was very much like, this is what I want kind of energy. Yeah. Like, we were planning it. So, How did that shift? Because I can kind of speak for the woman who wants to plan that. And you can kind of speak for the woman who's like, oh my God, I am pregnant (laughs) and I have my own business. So what was that like for you? Honestly, scary as fuck, which I'm going to say, because I think it's important to like, we're having an honest conversation. I'm going to be honest. I was scared. I had a whole six month plan. Like I was going to roll out before we started trying for a baby. And then I figured I had nine months until I had the actual baby. So we're probably talking almost a year and a half, a year, a year and a quarter, year and a half of time that's just like suddenly in one pregnancy test gone. And I'm mm. like, shit, you know? And then added to that, I had a complicated pregnancy. I was very, very, very ill and very unable to work for huge chunks of my pregnancy. So it wasn't that I then kind of had that nine months to necessarily get at it. I was kind of in a lot of survival mode, quite frankly, for a lot of that pregnancy. So 
honestly, it was scary. And it just showed me, you know, the Capricorn in me needs to chill the hell out. Everything always works out. Everything always works out. And I put a plan in place. So my personal plan was I had, I think it was about 10 weeks in the end, maternity, maternity leave, where I didn't look at my emails. I didn't look at my Voxer. I didn't respond to a client. I did not do anything work-related. Like I was completely switched off. Um, And I had amazing, incredible women who are also friends in my programs, coaching on my behalf. I gave my clients a bonus month in the programs as well as a, you know, thank you for supporting me in this decision. They had a freaking amazing time anyway, because they were like loving like these amazing coaches that I bought in. I made, I really made sure it was a situation where everyone was winning. And I think that was really important. I think that's why people responded to it so well as well. So I had this situation where everyone was winning and yeah, I had that time off completely. But I think for me, I was ready to go back at that kind of 10 week mark because actually for the nine months before I'd been in my business, but I hadn't really been in my business. So Mm -hmm. I did one live launch that entire period. I, um, something I'm really proud of actually is that I like fully gave myself to the clients that I had, but outside of that, it was literally growing the baby and my clients. And that was it. I stripped back everything. So I always say that I always had like a reverse experience in the, 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 the weight of the pregnancy hit me straight away because it was literally bed bound for huge chunks of it. But then afterwards it made the transition much easier because I was like, Oh, I actually, I feel more myself than I have for the last Mm. 10, 12 months, whatever it is at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember reading a post, I'd love for you to share in case anyone is going through this or resonates with this. It's like, I remember you sharing just what a joy you like you felt then transitioning into motherhood versus mm-hmm. the pregnancy and how it oozes from you and I'm a friend of yours so I can really see that like how much you love being a mother and like mm-hmm. I'm so sorry that you went through a pregnancy like that like, I can't imagine having to deal with that for nine months but on the other end of it what's beautiful is like it almost feels like your gratitude for what you do have with your son is even more exponential hundred percent. And I remember my sister saying this to me, my sister has the same thing. And she was like, Alex, the good part of this. And she's like, trust me, there's a good side. She's like, the motherhood bit's going to seem so easy. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah, right. And like, of course, motherhood's not easy. No, like, you know, the baby's on a cluster feed and waking up to every two hours. And you're like, I've never looked after a baby before. I'm trying to work out how not to put the diaper on backwards. And you know, <laughs> God knows what's going on in those early days. And to not feel nauseous 24 seven. So yeah, I actually love that we have these two different experiences. I think it it works so well when we come together and talk about things like maternity leave and what works for you. Cause I think we had two very, very different experiences of it, but both worked really well for us in different ways. And I love that almost like both are simple. It didn't need Mm. to be complicated. And I know personally, like this was before I got pregnant, how much overcomplicating I was doing, trying to, because every month I was like, is this the month? Will this be the month? And then like trying to redetermine or pre-plan what would be in my business at that nine month, 10 month mark versus what wouldn't and literally trying to organize it all. And now I look back and I'm like laughing at myself because the universe is like, 
<laughs> so funny. Because at the end of the day, you're just going to pause everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. It, it, and like, you get to have both. Like for yours, it wasn't overcomplicated. You're like, I'm going to have badass coaches come in and support you. This is what that's going to look like. You've, you know, it's handled, it's supportive. And I was like, super simple, like, it's just going to be on pause and I'm going to be back on this date. And I'm going to, st- like, I had clients lined up and I'm going to work with you then. And it gets to be that easy too, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think it's just refreshing for people to hear that it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. A hundred percent. And just take the fear out of it. Like if you're listening to this conversation, you're going into that decision. Like you've got two people here who did two very different things and it both worked out great. <laughs> like yeah, it's going to yeah. work out great. Like, I know this would have been helpful for me to hear, but you're not the first entrepreneur to have a baby. Because like, sometimes it feels like in those moments, like, ah, I remember I would frantically Google being like, how do I take maternity leave as an entrepreneur? Like, what what is this meant to look? Because there isn't a blueprint. People don't talk about it enough, but Mm. there isn't a blueprint. You get to decide what it is, but whatever you decide, it's going to work. Just like decide what it is and then roll it out. Yeah. And like, I don't know why I feel called to say this, but if you are going to go to somebody for advice on how to do it in your business, please go to somebody who has had that experience. Oh my God, this, <laughs> this. <laughs> like, please oh. just listen or take advice or listen to the podcast or whatever. Even if it's free from that, like free trainings or it's actually hire a coach or mentor, please go to somebody who knows what it's like to transition into motherhood. Like just big aspect of that (laughs) I'm gonna be I'm gonna say something which is probably so freaking controversial but please don't hire a coach who isn't a mother in maybe the first two years of motherhood Mm -hmm. because the way that you can work when you don't have kids we have support even when you have support is so freaking different to someone who doesn't, and I'm sorry, but that is just true. And I know everyone has different circumstances and there's caveats to this. I totally get it. And I have worked with some coaches since becoming a mother who are not mothers and they just don't get it. They Mm. don't get it. They don't get that I haven't slept. They don't get that I don't have time to do that thing in the morning. They just Mm. don't get it. And like having then a conversation with a mom who gets it, who can actually give me practical tips that work and support me in my life and my business and with my baby. Oh my God. Game changer. changer. And I love that you added like in the first two years, because like, I mean, I don't know because I'm in the first two years, but it's just interesting. Like is somebody who has been through that season more recently, like Mm. who gets what that season is like. And like, I know I've coached women who have maybe older children and like, I know that I've been able to support them with their mindset, but I will say I didn't get it. And if I didn't get it, then I know somebody else isn't going to get it until they go through it too. And so I completely agree with you. And I would absolutely gravitate towards hiring a coach now that understands this season because you don't have the same time or capacity or even values what matters to you before maybe did doesn't matter to you now so absolutely like just could not agree more like let somebody who understands what you're moving through be the person to support you with that yeah I'll hold my hands up on that one as well I've supported mums before and like now my level of awareness around it. It's just like, I'm like, wow, yeah. guys, like I have a whole new level of appreciation. I always had an appreciation, 
but actually experiencing it, that just like goes through the roof. And yeah, I, you know, there's always going to be caveats. I'm not going to caveat this to this, the cows come home, but I do think you need someone who gets it. Yeah. 100, 100% agree. Like just so, so, so true. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> what was the transition like for you? You took your 10 weeks of maternity leave and now you're back in your business. Like how has that shifted for you? Where are you at with that right now? What is the change for you in your business versus pre-Leo? <laughs> Leo's our son. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Big question. I know. I know. I'm like, how how do I phrase this without being just like, take this answer however you want to take it? <laughs> I am in transition for mm-hmm. sure. And I will hold my hands up and be honest about that. I'm in transition. I am uncovering a greater level of alignment than I have previously. And I am in a period of self-discovery of what that is. Because I I genuinely believe alignment is something that throughout our lives, for various reasons, we need to keep refining. And I'm in a period where I've just become a mother. And for that reason, I need to redefine what aligned means to me at this season of my life. So I'm in that process. I'm in the process of being like, and you know what? Some days it's fucking basic. Some days I'm like, this feels good. Should do more of this. (laughs) This does not feel good. Let's try and do less of this. Mm -hmm. And it honestly is that basic sometimes. I'm like, oh, I don't enjoy doing this in my business anymore. I need to work out a way of doing less of this. And I'm just in that process of metamorphosis of evolution of finding what lights me up what feels good how I want to serve and what I'm actually really ready to let go of and Mm. I'd already made the decision to let go of one program which was my signature program earlier this year it now looks like I'm gonna get rid of another program really simplifying my offerings it's going to be very very limited really the ways that I'm going to work with people because I have a big vision that I want to work towards and I'm reclaiming that as well. Mm. I fell into my own trap of, I created a certain level of success and then it worked and I just kept doing what worked. And actually now I've had this invitation to look at that and say, okay, it's working, but is it aligning to your values right now? Is it aligning to the bigger vision that you had for your life? Are you stretching yourself in the direction of the things that scares you? And I think my honest answer was no. Mm. And it needs to be juicy right now for me to want to do it. It needs to be big and bold and a little bit scary for me to think this is worth time away from my family. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. I'm refining, realigning, dropping a lot of stuff, keeping only the the simple, most aligned elements. Mm-hmm. And then the other stuff I, I'm building, I'm back in building. What are some of those juicy nuggets for you? Like now that you're coming back and you're stepping back more into your energy and maybe vision, more visions and downloads are happening for you. However many scrambled eggs you feel (laughs) that you have a day, like what is starting to come through for you? In terms of like specifics of how I'm going to work or like big vision dreams, like how has that maybe shifted or Mm -hmm. realigned? How is it realigning for you right now with life and business? Okay. So I have a really good example for you. I have wanted to write a book since I was 11 years old. Like I've 
I did an English degree. I love books. Like I have always wanted to write a book. I've even written a book proposal before. And I even actually half wrote a book in uni, but that's a whole other story. It was about all the boys that I used to date and like (laughs) wild, wild. Whenever I read little bits of it, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, I've always wanted to write a book, but what always came first was we've got this launch and we're doing this program. And I just kind of, it was a lot more immediate gratification. And what I actually mean by that was like less immediate gratification for me, more actually I get to serve people right now. It's wrong for me to not go out there and do these programs and and be supporting people in this moment to go away and work on this book because that's going to take me away from this. And actually it's been a real reclaiming of like, I want to write a freaking book. I want to write multiple books. So Mm. give myself time give myself focus on writing the books. I'm doing some more coaching qualifications that I'd already signed up to and then didn't have time to do. So like I'm doing a love, sex and relationships one. I don't know if I'll ever coach on it, but I find it fascinating. So I want to, I want to dive into that. Um, I want to do the podcast to a greater level than I've ever, ever done before. I want to create content in a way that I've never created content before. So it's really like, in a way it's like serving more people and serving less. Mm -hmm. So using my energy a lot more wisely. I want to, I have a very, very big vision for how I want to serve. But in terms of me running live programs and because I get knee deep in people's businesses, you know, like I'm in there. No, that's going to be very, there's going to be very limited possibilities for that. Now I'm going to be using that energy to grow my businesses. And there's going to be multiple businesses as well. Like I'm going into property, I want to set up a Pilates studio. Like there's all these things. Like I'm serious. (laughs) It keeps coming in. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm running a freaking Pilates. I'm going to claim it now. I'm going to set up a Pilates studio. Like I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Oh my God. I feel that's so funny that I've been thinking the same thing, a bit more like yoga. Yeah. Not even a yoga practitioner. (laughs) Babe, yoga, Pilates. I want some reformer beds in there. I want a little wellness area where you can get your vitamin shots. Like, yeah, love it. So here for it. Yeah. So it feels like there's been an expansiveness. It's like there's an expansiveness. It feels like you're open to receiving wealth in other areas, Mm -hmm. but there's also a narrowing down for that to happen. Yeah. It's such duality, babe. And, And that's the that's the bit that honestly is like a bit of a head fuck as well or like the the tightrope that I feel like I'm walking sometimes of like actually the dream and the vision is bigger than ever before yeah but it requires me to zoom out and stop being in the day-to-day that's so easy to get caught in completely agree with that especially as a mom because of so much day-to-day I'm curious from a money mindset perspective, how you support yourself through that. Because when you're so used to money coming in one way, or you're so used to the same rhythms or structure, how are you supporting your abundance mindset as you want to start shifting into more of that openness? You know, quite frankly, like I have had no money in my life before and I was Mm. okay. Mm. And I've just remembered that. I've just remembered, like, I've had no money before. I was okay. And I know how to make things fucking work. 
You know, Mm. like I am creative. I will go at it. I see things in a different way. I spot opportunities. It's almost like a greater trust in myself than ever before, actually, to be like, I have the ability to do this. I just got to back myself. And you know what? I'm going to trip up and fall my face a couple of times. Of course I am. It's natural. I'm going to fail, but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to make it work because that's what I do. Like I've done it before. I can do it again. And I'm, I've let go. We spoke about ego before we hit record. I've let go of the ego of like, but I've created the success and it, I need to stay on this, like growing the success in this direction. I'm like, actually, it feels a bit edgier now to maybe fail a few times mm. to maybe stretch myself a little bit more and, and not be great at something to begin with. You know, I said this again before, like I may, I just need to be rubbish at things a little bit. I need to let myself be rubbish at something before I learn to be good at it. And that's okay. So that really is the mindset going in. You know, I've built my coaching business to a point where I do feel like I can sustain it financially in the right way and have time and energy for these other elements. And I'm probably going to let some of the things drop in that business as well to explore these other areas, to create these other revenue kind of avenues. And in a way, it feels like I'm growing up in business a bit. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm creating different avenues rather than having my primary one. Thank you for being so honest and just saying it how it is because it's so refreshing. And like, these are the conversations that I'm freaking craving. And I think other women are craving too for so many different reasons. And I just love that you said it so openly and bluntly, like I've had no money before and I've been okay. And I think not only is that true and does that get to be true, but it's also a claiming of like, what is success and what is happiness for me? Because I think we can get so caught up in chasing this shiny carrot and actually forgetting life is to be lived and experienced and to be present in and like make, let's make sure that we're present in the decisions that we're making. And like, there's an expansiveness for you in in shifting and where you'd like revenue to come in and how you'd like it to come in. Because that's truthful for you and where you're at right now, rather than like a clinging of this is how and the only way in which I can make money. And I think, I think we're on this precipice if I take it even on a, like a bigger global scale almost of women shifting into a new understanding and awareness of how they want to make wealth and how they get to create wealth. Mm -hmm. And this has also been a big shift for me is, you know, the model of what we have been shown it takes or is required to make money is a very masculine dominated energy. Yeah. And I found it really hard to go from that energy into them being a mother. Like I'm literally breastfeeding my, my child. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a proud homemaker. I want to make dinner for my family. Mm. I want to be a, a, a wife and enjoy my home life. And I'm not mm. embarrassed to say that anymore. I'm not all about like, oh, I'm just a career woman. Like, yes. And yes. Yeah. And. Like I want to bake a pie tonight for my family. Like that is wealthy for me, you know, like yeah. that's softening. And I feel like we're having to now shift into understanding that we get to be in that softening and create wealth. And I feel that from you when you're saying, I'm going to write a book. And I'm going to show up on my podcast and I'm going to follow this like journey of maybe owning a a Pilates studio because it feels like that's where my energy is taking me. So I'm just adding that caveat to what you're saying, because it's such a, it's such a truthful transition for me. 
I love this for you. And I see that vision. And do you know what's do you know what's wild? It takes so much bravery as a woman these days to claim, I want to be, be home and bake a pie. It's almost like we've gone too far the other way. I had this exact conversation with one of my close friends the other day. We're on a walk. And we were saying, like, it takes so much bravery to say, I want to make my husband dinner, you know? Because it's almost as if it's like wrong or you're like holding women back. And yeah. I actually think it's the opposite. We're holding women back by not letting them be in their truest expression of themselves. And if that's baking a pie, let us bake the fucking pies. And like, I I have to give a caveat to everything that I'm saying. Like, yes, I have these expansive visions. Part of these expansive visions is that I work like a four day week and I'm baking the pies. I want to throw the most extra Halloween parties you have ever seen. I want to host Christmas. I want to like... I want to sure? do these things. You know, I want to design my home in a beautiful way. Like, yeah. I think we get to reclaim these parts of being a wife, being a mother, and really boldly claim them and know that, yeah, that's just as freaking powerful as the woman claiming she wants a 100K day. You like spoken a language that I didn't even know I needed to verbalize, but have been so deeply feeling the way you just said, like, let that be your fullest, most abundant expression Mm -hmm. as much as, or as the, I want to have a hundred K months. Like let that, if that's your version of wealthy, this is what I'm giving you permission to say is that's my version of wealthy. And I'm going to go and create that even if it's working one day a week, even if it's not working, even if it looks like working three days a week, even means like making 3K a month. I don't give a S-H-I-T what that is. Mm -mm. Make it your own. Like let it be your fullest expression of abundance. I agree with you. Like creating, we moved into a new house. I know you're about to like decorating our home has been such a full expression. Owning more of my creativity in that. Like being out on those walks, like all of those things, like that for me is where I really, my abundance comes alive. And Mm. I think what the shift is going to be, or that I think we are here maybe to even support all of us women in stepping into is going, I get to be in this full expression and feel wealth and feel success. Yeah. Because I think we've proved, we have proved you and I, and all of us women, like we can make money. Like, yes. We can make money. We know it's possible. You know, in 1974, that was when women were able to have their own bank account. So look at how far we've come in the last five decades. But now it's how do I want to feel when I'm now making that? Because we've looking at history, a lot of us have fallen into the trap of actually sacrificing things that are very meaningful to us and in alignment with our full expression of abundance. And like, yes, to having this conversation and saying, like, this motherhood, being a wife, being a homemaker and a business owner, whatever it looks like for you, like that gets to be wealthy and abundant for you as well. You know, I always think about this thing, like say it's the end of your life. And if you're not religious then like just have whatever vision in your, in your mind, but it's like, you don't get to the gates of heaven or wherever it may be. And they're like scoring you off and they're like, Oh, Helena, she did the hundred K day. Excellent. You know, you tick that box. Congratulations. Oh, Helena made herself miserable with what she did day to day. Extra points for... No. No one is going to reward you at the end of your life for being miserable or living in alignment with someone else's values. Yeah. So why are we doing it? Like, 
there is no grand prize. There's no peak of the mountain that we reach and think we've made it. What tends to happen is we're constantly climbing that mountain. We're constantly on that journey. We need to enjoy the journey of it, whatever that looks like for us. So I, I do think there there has been this like collective pressure for what that vision is. And now I think we are in a place with the feminism movement, whatever you might want to call it, where we, we do get to reclaim it being what we actually truly desire. Yeah. So this is like the perfect way to wrap up this conversation is just asking the listener to sit with themselves today, this evening, this week, and really tune into what that is for them and their unique vision. Because I know what it feels like. I'm sure you know what it feels like to get caught up with someone else's vision. Mm -hmm. And the most powerful and abundant thing you could ever do is be in alignment with what your unique version of that is. 100%. God, I love you. You're so magic. (laughs) I know. Um, I need to come see you soon in person. Leo, a hug and all the things. So, oh, with that being said, where can people tune in with your energy and your frequency and get to know you on a deeper level? I'm over at I am Alexandria Maria on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. So come see me over there and (laughs) chat all things baking pies. (laughs) and you're a podcast too so don't forget to mention that where can we go and listen to you yeah we're at the soul yes podcast at the moment there's going to be a transition coming that's in the work so uh we're behind the scenes with it but for now we're at the soul yes podcast and there's so many episodes you can binge on there already so yeah head over that amazing thank you for bringing your true authentic expression today's conversation oh my god you too babes and thank you for just being such a guiding light of motherhood abundance all the amazingness thank you If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.